It's time to get strong, fit, and resilient. Welcome to the Fear Being Average podcast with your host, Brandon Rinka, where Brandon shares insights, practices, and education on leveling up how you look, feel, and perform. Say goodbye to complacency and get ready to kick the door into a new standard of living. Okay, everybody, so today we are taking a look at workout phasing and what phasing is, why it's so important in your training. Now, the reason I'm doing this episode is twofold. One, I'm opening up a gym in a week and a half, BR365 Strength Lab. If you remember already, fantastic. I'm happy for you. I'm excited for you. I'm ready to go. Uh, hopefully, you're ready to go. If you're not a member, go to the website, check it out, see if it's something that interests you. It should, because this podcast is going to tell you all about why our programming and why our phasing in our training is going to get you the best results. So that's big. Number two, the second reason I'm talking about this is so many people, a lot of my clients that eventually come to me that are new new to me, um, they have a pretty extensive background of training or at least exercise. They've been working out on and off. It, rarely do I get someone who's never exercised before. Um, if that is the case, I get a brand new piece of clay to mold, which is fantastic because I can teach some good habits. Uh, but for a lot of people, they're coming to me because they have plateaued, right? Whatever they're doing is not working. They have either lackluster results, uh, maybe they've gained the weight back, they've lost accountability, they lacked uh, or lost consistency in that environment, uh, being the health and fitness space. So they come to me and my job is to understand what they've done before in the past, uh, and why it hasn't worked, what has worked, and then tell them about my system, tell them about the science of building muscle and improving one's physique and creating a lifelong relationship with health and fitness. Now workout phasing is incredibly important for that. When we think about phasing, I like to use the example of seasons in Canada, right? You're not from Canada, try to stay with me here, but we have seasons, right? You have winter, you have summer, you have spring, you have fall, not in that order. It's winter, spring, summer, and fall, just in case you were trying to tag along there. Um, and again, we have to adjust with those seasons, right? Um, to me, I enjoy the seasons. They give me something to look forward to, creates a little bit more excitement in my life. Um, every season has something that stimulates me in, in a fun, unique way, in a unique sense. Now, we don't need seasons in, in our lives. You can live in Florida, enjoy life just the same, but I want you to just take that concept of seasons and apply it to your workouts because it really transfers well because your training should have seasons regardless if you live in Florida or you live in a climate like Canada that has changing seasons. Your training should apply seasonal approaches, meaning your training should look different over time. It shouldn't look linear. It shouldn't look the same, meaning you shouldn't be using the same rep ranges. You shouldn't be using the same you know, sets with the rep ranges. Um, you shouldn't be using the same style of working out, and you should be changing things up. And the main reason is that our body adapts. We are very adaptable, right? The human body is very resilient. Um, it adapts to its environment. So regardless if we're talking about seasons like the cold or the heat in the body adapting or seasons within the gym, if we're using a certain style of training, let's just use a typical example of someone goes to the gym, they do circuit training. Circuit training, pretty good uh, modality to burn some body fat, get the body moving, getting a little bit stronger, especially if you're a novice to it, right? Now what happens 
after you know four to six weeks the body gets really acclimated to that sort of style of training right it's like okay we get it short rest periods lots of volume um you know we're gonna sweat we're gonna burn some calories we get it same thing with cardio right cardio is probably a better example when you have a lot of people that might be new to exercise, new to working out uh, and moving their body, right? engaging in physical activity, and they see great results maybe for the first four to six months because they're running more, i.e. they're burning more calories manually, and maybe they're eating better too to complement their running. So what happens? The body adapts, it becomes fitter, it becomes more conditioned, the body loses weight, it burns off body fat. If they're just doing cardio, the body also lost muscle mass because it is catabolic in nature, meaning that it actually breaks down tissue, it's anti-tissue, it's not pro-tissue. Pro um, and then what happens in that six, eight, ten months later for somebody who's doing, so let's just say five days a week of cardio for an hour at a time. Well, their body gets really good at that specific skill of running, it becomes efficient. And to become a better runner, the body adapts. How do you become a better runner? Well, it helps if you preserve more calories, i.e. energy. So if your body can preserve energy, meaning that your body burns less calories in that activity, meaning you have more stores of glycogen and fat to use for that activity, the more efficient your body's going to be, right? Last year's a per perfect example. I went and did 10 half Ironmans and 50,000 pounds of lifting at one and a half times my body weight across Canada, documentary coming out soon. Um, and my body got really good at storing calories, right? Like if you think about that, I'm doing about eight hours of training a day, right? I'm, I'm doing a specific sport and working out for eight hours a day for 10 days straight. Early on, even in my training, I'm burning upwards of six to eight to ten thousand calories a day, right? Let's just let's just say call it six thousand or eight thousand calories a day. I'm burning. Well, over time, because I'm doing it so often, my body goes, okay. Well, this is what this guy does. He trains for eight hours a day. He runs a half Ironman a day. He lifts fifty thousand pounds at one and a half times his body weight every single day. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna get really good to keep him strong, to keep him healthy, to keep him alive. We can't afford to be taking so many calories away from him or he's going to be calorie deficient and now he's going to be nutrient deficient and he's going to be susceptible to death. I know it sounds extreme, but that's what the body does, right? In extreme temperatures and extreme environments, the body's trying to preserve calories to keep you alive. So that's that evolutionary biological aspect of what the body does to keep you surviving and hopefully thriving. Um, so near the end of that whole uh, project, I was burning way more, way less, sorry, calories than I was in my training or day one because my body acclimated to the stress I was supplying. Now, if I were to continue on that venture, the only way my body would start improving in terms of, you know, maybe even putting on muscle or losing weight or burning off body fat is I would have to do more or eat less. To eat less is a very, you know, tricky subject when we're talking about doing that much activity. Like my body's going to break down and lose a lot of muscle mass and become less protective and it's going to be susceptible to injury and pain and inflammation, um, something I don't want to do. So I got to keep calories high. So if I was looking at myself and going, well, why hasn't my body composition changed is, well, I'm doing eight hours of activity a day. The only way at that point for me to see more results or a, an improved body composition would be to do more activity 
is that very sustainable? Of course not. I, I work for a living. Uh, I don't do eight hours of half Ironmans, nor would I suggest doing eight hours of half Ironmans as your job. Definitely not a healthy pursuit in terms of longevity um, or for the body, but you get my point. So for a lot of people going back to the cardio subject or topic, they get in this trap where they actually stop burning as many calories during the activity as they once did. Their body became more efficient with calories. So now this person's doing this one hour of aerobic training five days a week. This is a, now this is a pretty consistent hardcore person if we, if we were actually calling the spade a spade, right? Five days a week, one hour of exercise, that's pretty dedicated. Now this person hits this block and goes, well, you know what? I'm eating healthier. Maybe they're eating like 1,800 calories. That's the typical diet for a lot of people that are just doing cardio. They don't eat a lot of food. And now, they, now they're in this trap of, well, I'm already eating kind of low. Maybe I can eat a little bit lower and keep the activity at where it's at, and I'll see a little bit of change. Um, but sooner or later, the calories can't keep getting cut, right? What are they going to do? Cut 300 calories to 1,500, and then over two weeks, lose a pound? And then what happens? Do you cut another 300? No, you see my point. It's going to get really close or really quickly, you're going to run out of options to cut calories. So you could increase activity, but do you want to be someone who has to do another day of cardio or instead of that hour, you make it an hour 15, an hour 30, two hours a day? You get my point. You run into a trap, especially with that kind of activity. With strength training, progressive resistance training, where you're actually trying to progress the stress and stimulus you know, week after week and month after month and change things up, you allow the body to obviously get hit with this new stress. So you force it to adapt to this new evolving environment. And then when the body does adjust to it and it gets really comfortable with that stress, you throw in a higher stress or a new stress. So that's workout phasing 101, right? You are literally taking the body and giving it a new sort of stress or stimuli. Easy example, right? If we look at having a phase of hypertrophy, i.e. muscle building. So you would focus on eight to 12 weeks where you're going to really focus on building muscle. Then you're going to have another, we're going to keep 12 weeks just to make sure we're, we're kind of in line with three month periods, take us right through a year. Then you have another three months, maybe you're focused on strength training. So you're trying to improve your relative and absolute strength. So just like how strong you are as a human being. And we use three months of that. And then maybe we move into a power phase for three months. So now we're trying to actually improve our athleticism, um, improve our force output, improve how much power we can actually uh, accumulate within our sets. And then we have a phase of maybe muscular endurance. So we do more higher rep stuff for three months. So we're actually trying to improve the, the mitochondria within our cells. We are trying to improve the endurance within our muscles uh, and become more efficient uh, by extending the set length. So you see my point. That would be a great example of how to take someone's training through a full year, give it a new stress and new stimuli. Now, the reason this works so effectively if someone's like, well, I want to build a lot of muscle, Brandon, so why wouldn't I just stay in a muscle building phase for a whole year? Well, there's only so much muscle you can put on before your body needs more strength in order to increase that muscle building stimulus, right? So if we're doing three sets 
by six to 12 reps, which is the ideal hypertrophy range, you can change things up there as well. You can go higher and you can lower and still build muscle mass, but eventually your body's going to get really acclimated to, you know, pushing eight to 10 reps for a certain exercise with this amount of weight, right? Because it's focus on building muscle, not necessarily on getting stronger per se, right? So your 20 rep sets are using the same weight, your six to 12 or your eight to 12 rep sets are using the same weight and your three to five rep sets are using the same weight. Eventually the body's gonna say like, yeah, we get it, we're trying to build muscle, but we're really not getting any stronger, so we're just gonna stay using the same weights. And there's lots of different things you can do to manipulate it, but that takes a lot of creativity uh, and is not very efficient. The ideal smart approach would be to take your approach and say, you know what, I'm going to go away from trying to solely build muscle right now, and I'm going to go into a strength phase, and I'm going to get my body to become more efficient at recruiting muscle fibers uh, and recruiting motor units within my set so I can actually produce you know, greater force and greater strength output. I become stronger. Now, with that, you will build muscle as well. Even though that's not the sole purpose, mechanical tension, which is a key mechanism of building muscle mass, is highly touted within that one to five rep range. Okay? So now you're focused on strength. Yes, strength is the sole intent, but you're still going to get the byproduct of a little bit more muscle mass. And then if you want to go back to a pure muscle building state, a muscle building routine, that six to 12 rep range or 15 to 20, but to failure, now you're going to be stronger. So what the weight you were using before for eight to 12 reps is going to be higher, i.e. it's a new greater stress. The weight you're using for 15 to 20 reps in that range is going to be higher, i.e. a new, greater demand and stress on the body because you're stronger, right? So you're constantly giving the body new opportunities to become more fit, to become stronger, to actually add lean muscle tissue. And the way you got to look at it, every time you switch these phases, your body becomes more sensitive to that new phase. So if you're always trying to build muscle, it goes, yeah, we get it. You're trying to build muscle. It's used to it. That's what, that's what we do, right? It's not novel anymore. When you dramatically switch it to a different phase of training, it goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. what is this? I, we haven't experienced this in a while. Man, we got to get things working and we got to get our body adapt, adapted to this new stress to keep this body safe and healthy, right? So that novel stress and stimuli on the body is extremely effective. You see this with people that are constantly in states of fat loss. They're always trying to eat low, right? They're eating 12 to 1500 calories and they're 200 pounds, yet they're not losing weight. What the hell's happening, right? Well, they've crashed their metabolism. The body has acclimated and become accustomed to this low calorie approach that the metabolism slowed down and it needs less calories or more activity to see any results, right? And, and now we're talking about a very unhealthy state to be in to, to just see a few extra pounds come off, right? Because at that point, we're going to be sacrificing muscle. We're going to be negatively affecting our hormones. Um, we're going to be doing things to our libido or our cycle. Um, we're going to probably have some issues with our skin, our hair, our nails, become nutrient deficient because you can't get it 
the enough nutrients with that low of calorie consumption, right? So that person who's trying to lose body fat actually has to do the opposite for a while and reverse diet themselves out of that low calorie consumption. That's what I do with the majority of my clients. They're, they've plateaued. They can't seem to budge on the scale or lose body fat, or maybe they're even gaining weight and gaining fat, yet they think they're eating low enough. But then you look at their diet, it's completely nutrient deficient. Um, they have a very imbalanced macronutrient profile, um, and they're eating too low for their body. So what we need to do, we need to build it back up. We need to speed up their metabolism. We need to actually get them in a state of build. So when we do want to get them back to a place of burning fat more efficiently at a healthy calorie consumption, their hormones are firing more appropriately. Things are signaling optimally. Um, Their body's thriving. It's in an ecosystem of of health and optimization compared to uh, a place of deficit and degradation, right? Like they're at a point where they they can't do anymore. So we have to take them out of that, right? So the same thing happens when people are training the same way all the time, all the time, sorry, the same style. They're doing the same exact type of workout. That means they're doing the same style of circuits. They're doing the same style of cardio. They're doing the same style of resistance training over and over and over. And you wonder why isn't my body changing? Well, you're doing the same shit. It doesn't it's not being signaled to do anything different. Your body's not being told to adapt. It has adapted. Plain and simple. Your body has adapted to what you've given it for the last six weeks. And for most people, the last six months, the last year, the last two years, the last five years, the last 10 years. Now you'll see if you stopped working out entirely and just took six months off or three months off, and then you went back to that training modality, your body's going to respond. Why? Because it at least got interrupted from that style of training. You did nothing for six months. So then you go back to that same style of training that you were doing six months prior that you found yourself in a plateau with, and then your body responds. And all of a sudden you go, oh my God, I remember how good this training was. Look at the results I'm getting. Yeah, it's new. It's novel, right? It's fresh. Your body's going to respond to that. But in six weeks, in 12 weeks, the body's going to get acclimated again. It's going to find itself in the same exact position it found itself in six months before, which was the exact reason you stopped working out because you stopped seeing results and you said, you know what? I'm frustrated. I'm sick of it and I'm tired and I got to get away from this. And instead of having the forethought to be like, hey, you know what? I need to do something different. And now this takes education. This takes listening to a podcast like this. This takes having conversations with knowledgeable fitness and health professionals to say, or strength coaches, let's just clarify that. There's a lot of dumb fitness professionals out there, but real legitimate strength coaches and go, you know what? What am I doing wrong? And then it takes me two seconds. I look at the person's routine and then you know, if the routine looks good, then I have to look at execution, I have to look at limitations, I have to look at deficiencies, I need to look at a lot of different things, right? But initially, I can go, oh, you're training for muscle and strength, you're doing something that's completely counterintuitive to that. Circuit training is not going to help you get there. Oh, cardio is not going to help you get there. Yeah, that style of training isn't going to help you get there. It might give you a novel response and get you in a little better shape initially, but your body needs 
a different stress. And this is why it's so critical to phase your workouts and have and follow real programming. At the end of the day, I wish everybody followed real programming, meaning that you know they had a program that was well-written, um, that was structured appropriately, that was phased appropriately. Now, I know the majority doesn't like training that way. They just want to show up and do random shit. They just want to exercise. They, uh, they don't want to rhyme and reason to it, and they hope they get a little better results, and maybe they're happy with the results, and fantastic. If you're someone who's ecstatic with the results that you have and you have no pain and you have all the fat that you want off your body and you feel like really good with where you are, keep doing what you're doing. Do anything you want. Do any type of exercise. I do not care. But if you're someone who is coming to me saying, hey, I want better results. I want to optimize my results. Hey, I don't like the way my hormones are feeling or how my hormones are are firing. Hey, I don't like the way my energy's feeling. I don't like the way that I have to eat so low. I don't like the way that anytime I eat a little something outside of what is quote unquote healthy, I put weight on. I don't like the way that my posture looks. I don't like the way that I feel weak. I don't like the constant inflammation and the constant setbacks due to poor results or injuries and pains. If you're that person, then yeah, look at programming. Look at something like my gym's gonna be producing, which is really, truly, intelligently well-written programming like this is what we're going to do we're going to have seasons summer is going to be a season based on you know burning off the body fat keeping or building some lean muscle tissue and giving it programming that is complementary to those goals you know fall is going to be a great opportunity to put on some lean muscle mass you know really fill out a little bit more speed up the metabolism Winter is going to be a great opportunity to get stronger, right? Kind of build that foundation, almost like you're hibernating, right? You're building that foundation for the spring. And then when we hit spring, it's more in that athletic, power-oriented, um, transferable, functional training um, that's going to work really well with a uh, uh, annual project or annual race that I'm going to be putting on, the SFR, um, the SFR Games which is going to take place in June, right? So it's a good opportunity to kind of get the body in a really strong, conditioned, well-fit manner. So you can see how we kind of take you through these ebbs and flows as roller coaster when we're constantly feeding you with new ways of training. Now, not only is it a great result-driven approach, but for a lot of people that have limitations or they have injuries or they have deficiencies or pains or nagging things, Training the same way all the time, regardless if I, I'm someone who loves five by five training. If you don't know what that is, that means it's five sets by five reps. You're typically using anywhere between 75 to 85% of your one rep max. I love it because it's kind of a hybrid of building muscle and getting stronger. We're not too far away from the strength um, rep ranges, and we're not too low into the strength phases that you don't see that same you know, hypertrophy, muscle grow, growing signal. So I, I really love five by five training. Now I love it, but even for me, I know if I stayed there for too long, my body would stop responding in the way I wanted it to respond. So I have to go out and go away from five by five training. So when I go back to it, my body responds in a really appropriately successful manner. So this is what we're talking about, right? Even with the best training you know routine in the world which is it's not objective it's subjective for a lot of people but there is a lot of research showing hey this is a really good rep range for this um goal of yours this is a really good rep range for that set of goals and this is a you know this is the way to do it if you want to get stronger this is the way you, you want to do it if you want to become you know an athlete in this sport so there are certain protocols and scientific protocols 
but there's not a one size that fits all for what you might like best. But you have to have the understanding that if I keep doing what I'm doing over and over and over, regardless of how well it worked for me at one point in my life, it's going to stop working or going to be working a lot less effectively. And then what people get tricked into is that they go on these extreme diets while they're doing the same workout routine and they see results and they equate it to the, oh, it was just more training or it was just a, you know, a different phase in my life. It's like, no, you started eating less and training more. That's why your body changed a little bit, but you're not going to keep that up, right? So when you stop eating less and you stop training more, your body's going to go right back to where it was. So like you need to understand and see, well, it wasn't the modality of training that got me the results. It was the challenge there was the diet it was the more training volume anything you do if you add more to it more training volume and less calories your body's going to respond i don't care what the hell you're doing you could do zumba you could do ballet if you do it you're going to lose some weight and your body's going to look better in the mirror you know if that's your goal to lose some body fat and lose some weight but again when you stop doing that you stop incorporating that much training volume and you stop eating that low the body's going to go right back to where it was. So that's why it needs a different training stimulus. Now, to me, I also find it very exciting, right? I find it very exciting to, to switch things up. Uh, I find it very interesting. It allows me to look forward to things. And going back to my last point, if you constantly do the same thing, I saw about 5x5 training. I kind of lost my train of thought and started going off there. But with 5x5 training, I love it so much. But guess what happens? If I kept doing 5x5 training, I'm going to notice over time, because I am using a fairly heavy load, 75 to 85% of my one rep max is not light, I might notice, well, you know what? I have some joint pain now. Why? Because I'm using very similar exercises, using the same style of movement and same weight over and over and over. It's very repetitive. So I don't have the opportunity to train a different manner. Like if I'm always doing five by five training, that means I'm probably neglecting power and explosivity training. Um, I'm probably neglecting putting on more protective tissue. Uh, I'm probably neglecting moving in different planes of motion and addressing limitations because I'm with five by five training. Typically, it's bilateral training, meaning that you're using you know two limbs, um, you know, both sides at the same time. So a bilateral bench press or a squat or a deadlift. Not a lot of unilateral side to side, you know, single limb training going on there. So my body is going to get into this position where it's vulnerable now to injury and pain because I'm doing the same thing over and over and over, right? Regardless of what you're doing, if you do the same thing over and over and over, especially if there are deficiencies and limitations and weaknesses, now you're just exasperating that same issue over and over and over rather than taking your body into a different position where it's actually going to thrive on. And here you are, you're force feeding a type of exercise, you're force feeding a type of training because you, quote, like it or it's worked for you, yet you're doing your body a lot of damage because it, it's, it's yelling to you, man, get me out of here. Let me try something different. Like what you're doing right now, it hurts. It's not comfortable. You know, the body's not responding very well. We're gaining weight. It's basically like when you have a, something wrong with your car and a light goes on and you go, okay, something's wrong with it. And then all of a sudden another light goes on and, and it's a little louder now. The issue's a little bit bigger. Our body's really good at that. It gives us these small little hints of, hey, something's amiss. Something's not 
right right now. Something's off. We should probably do something about this. But then your stubbornness, you keep force feeding the same thing over and over, then another light goes off, meaning more pain arises, more issues arise. And then finally, you need to take your car in and get it serviced and fixed, and maybe it's going to cost you a lot, just like eventually your body's going to break. And you go, where did that come from? Well, what about all those signals over the last few months of your body saying, hey, we're inflamed, we're beat up, we're in pain, we're not moving very well, we're not seeing great results, we're tired, right? We're exhausted, our hormones feel like shit. That's your body's way of telling you something's wrong. If you don't act on it early enough, you don't switch things up and address the issue, expect to take your body into getting fixed. Expect to be sidelined. Expect to have to do it all over again because your car, your body needs to be serviced because you ignored the fairly obvious, although started off small issues, fairly obvious issues. And those issues grew and grew and grew because you kept force feeding a type of exercise, a type of training, a type of style of training that your body needed to get out of. So when you keep doing the same thing over and over outside of it really stunting good results, which is going to happen. You're going to plateau. That's 99% of my clients that come to me doing something different. And I talk to them and then we figure it out. And all of a sudden their body starts responding really well. You will run into issues. So outside the results standpoint, your body is going to get broken down. Your body's going to become hurt. Your body's going to become fragile. Your body's going to become vulnerable. So if you want a diminished quality of life, keep doing what you're doing. If you want the body to actually respond and not just take away exercises, not just say stop doing that, stop doing this, but actually address what's going on, you need to start training in a more appropriately, intelligently phased manner. That way your body can actually be addressed appropriately. You can actually give it something that's going to build it back up rather than than just slap band-aids on it thinking you're doing it some good. And a lot of people have an issue with when they say, well, it's better than nothing. I disagree with that. And that's a whole other podcast in itself as well. I don't think going to the gym and beating the shit out of your body or you know, highlighting and building upon that pain and injury is better than nothing. I would rather you go for a walk around your block, right? Even though you're like, whoa, I, I could be exercised. I could be trained. Yeah, but you're beating your body down. You're force feeding it a style of training. It no longer wants or needs, right? A lot of people living high stress environments, they go to these classes, high stress, high demand, beating the shit out of their body five, six days a week. You don't need that. That's not helping your case. It might be helping your case mentally. So it's tough for me to argue with you on this one because you go, well, I feel so good afterwards. I get it. There's a rush. There's an endorphin release to it. But over time, the body needs something different, right? That little rush you're getting isn't or shouldn't take over the fact that your body needs something different and is not thriving is not, and is on the verge of breaking down and taking you out of training altogether. That's not a good place to be because then when that happens, not only are you sidelined with an injury, now you can't do any training and that's going to lead to a lot of negative effects within your life like we know the mental the physical the emotional even the spiritual side of things so we really need to make sure we're addressing this Um, and that's the importance of phased uh, programming that's why we want to phase our training Um, that's why i opened up and i'm opening up a training studio based around seasonal programming seasonal phased programming because i want my tagline for the gym pain-free 
result-driven training. The best way to go about this is by phasing our training, by periodizing our training, having different periods within the year that we have a sole focus. That doesn't mean we can't strength train and build muscle at the same time and improve muscular endurance. No, you can definitely do that. You can complement each other within a monthly program. But again, I like to have a particular focus for the phase and then we build upon that and then we can get creative and obviously do some unique things to get a really good response for the body to keep it not only progressing but keep it healthy so guys hope you like this episode if you have any questions i know it's a deep dive especially if you're someone who's never trained in this manner or is getting into strength training you you might still have a lot of questions i'm happy to converse with you i'm happy to answer some questions for you guys so please feel free to reach out if you are more confused than you were previously definitely do that but hopefully this added a little clarification and understanding for you to go you know what he's right i'm force feeding a a training style that is not helping my body Um, it's helping my mind it's helping me stay relatively healthy but it's also negatively affecting my body as well and that's not a good trade-off we don't want to have some good some bad Uh, we want to make sure we address the bad and we keep the good so let's keep that flowing here i hope to see you guys in the strength lab that's why i chose the name guys it is a lab to build the body up it is a lab to build strength scientific principles that work so i'm looking forward to it um week and a half br365strengthlab.com if you have any questions you can look at the classes we offer you can look at the private training the one-on-one training the schedule everything's on there for you guys take a look we have two day two class free trial as well to get you into the studio and the grand opening is on saturday july 30th so i hope to see you there and again all the information of where our location's at is on the website as well. So we'll see you there, guys. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Fear Being Average podcast.